All right, all right, kid. Looks like we're finally getting out of the hard stuff. Good, that shit was nerve-wracking. Well, we can relax a little now that we're out of the rain and on the west side of the mountains. Should be pretty much smooth downhill sailing the rest of the way. Hey, you got anything to eat? You know, look in that cooler behind your seat. I got some tacos in there. Help yourself. Mmm. Oh, man, these are good. Uh, you want one? No, hell no. I'm still zooming on that energy drink. I ain't hungry yet. I am feeling real chatty, though. You want some more of the story? Mm. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, where was I? Okay. Dale went to see his dad, Carl. They got in a big fight, fucked up a trailer. Dale put a shotgun in his face, but didn't kill him. Then they made up, which was weird. Dale ran off. Neckbeard showed up. Carl covered for him with the cops. Dale showed back up the Sears. They dosed him with something. Helicopters showed up and yanked Dale's trailer out of the ground. They all flew off, blew up in the trailer compound. Neckbeard has Carl for some reason. Then Dale woke up in the trailer, but the trailer was on the lawn of some fancy island estate, which turns out to be the Sears real home. Dale asked him, what the fuck? And Dale, and then Sears told Dale him some sort of crazy story about how he's from a super rich family. His brother tried to kill him. He lived on a radioactive island for 19 years. He showed back up. His brother didn't kill him, but instead gave him billions of dollars. That doesn't make any sense. But then he walked the earth, got all zenned out, started having visions of a shirtless man saving the world. And then he found Dale. This blows Dale's mind, obviously. So they sent him to Daytona Beach. Yep, you nailed it. You eat those tacos. It's about to get good. In the horizon of North Daytona Beach, a chopper flies low over the water, and Dale trips out in the trailer below like a cat in a car on a long road trip. Oh my God. Just land this fucking thing already. They approach the beach, hover over the dunes, and set the trailer down gently. They detach the chains and fly off back the way they came. Dale bails out the door, falls on the sand, and barfs all over the place. Ah, fuck that, man. Fuck everything about that. The chopper's blades fade off in the distance, and the gentle lapping of the waves on the beach rush in. Dale looks up at the picturesque empty beach and a smile breaks wide across his face. Well, shit, this ain't bad. He stands up, gets his bearings, shakes himself clean. Yeah, man, this ain't bad at all. Dale kicks sand on his barf. And this looks like a good place to build a fire. Poonsack set him up very well with provisions and Dale goes about setting up his beachfront trailer cabana. He busts out a beach chair, a barbecue pit, and a cold beer and settles in to watch the setting sun throw his long shadow out to sea. <laughs> yeah, man. This is living. That night he gathered wood and sat by the fire, ate a steak like a caveman with his hands, and of course smoked a few joints. For the first time in his life, Dale was genuinely happy. He felt like a regular guy. Next morning, he woke up, tried fishing in the surf, went swimming, even boogie boarded, getting pretty good at it by the end of the day. And then that night, he built an even bigger fire, filled it with empty beer cans and listens to the cans crack and pop in the heat. He sat quietly, smoking joints and looking at the stars. The next afternoon, something horrible happened. 
What the fuck? Dale ran out of beer. So Dale left his oasis, walked over the dunes until he found a small country beach road. He walked down that road for a few miles in the setting sun and came across a little house at dusk. He was going to just keep on walking, but a bumper sticker on an old Ford truck parked out front caught his eye. Drive it like you stole it, huh? So he did. Dale drove the old truck for a few more miles till he came to a run-down gas station. Hey, old-timer, you got any beer? Had the pants. You got any money? Dale reaches in his pocket, pulls out two $20 bills. Sure do. Cooler's in the back. Dale grabs two 12-packs of old Milwaukee, slaps a 20 on the counter on the way out. Now, he's about to turn right, head back down to his trailer on the beach. But again, something catches his eye. A flickering red neon sign. Leon's Roadhouse, huh? Now for a second, he thinks he'll just head on back to the beach, drink his beer, smoke a joint looking at the stars. But the allure of a packed bar full of bikers is too much to resist. It pulls him in like a tractor beam. Dale turns left and parks in the lot half full of Harleys. Dale opens the door and heads on in, half expecting a fight as soon as he walks in. He's a little disappointed that nobody takes any notice to his arrival. What can I do you for? A cold beer and two shots of Jack. Right on. Dale kicks back the first shot, takes a pull off the beer, and surveys the room. Just a few bikers and their old ladies mulling about. A few race fans arguing about which driver sucks. Nothing really exciting. He picks up his last shot, planning to down it and leave. But then a new song came on the jukebox and his life changed forever. Oh, fuck yeah, that's my jam. Dale didn't even notice her before, but now he can't take his eyes off her. Now here's where things get tricky. I don't know exactly how to describe her to you. She's not what you'd call a hot young thing. Nicely put, this woman is high mileage. She's definitely sexy in her own way, but well past her prime and showing some wear and tear from a lifetime of bad decisions. But in those tiny cut-off shorts, tank top shaking her ass on that pool table, all Dale saw was an angel sent from hell to teach his boner a lesson. Turn it the fuck up. She howls, and the bartender obliges. The assorted bikers take notice, too, and they start gathering around the table, rooting her on. Hell yeah, girl! Shake that ass! One of the bikers holds up some cash to tip her like a stripper, and she's no stranger on what to do next. She deftly swings a leg up on his shoulders and starts humping his face. The other bikers start cheering, but their old ladies aren't digging this at all. Get down from there, you fucking slut! She doesn't even acknowledge it and keeps on shaking it. Dale drinks his last shot, chases it with his beer, never taking his eyes off her. Over the crowd of bikers, she sees Dale, standing there back at the bar. They lock eyes and everything else fades away and goes into slow motion. 
She's dancing just for him now, ignoring the dozen or so bikers and race fans waving dollars in her face. Dale's heart is pounding so hard in his chest, he can feel it in his eyes and in his pants. She grabs one of her titties with her hand and runs the other through her stringy bleach blonde hair. Their eye fuck comes to a screeching halt when the main biker chick hits her right in the face with a pint glass. Take that, you fucking whore. She stops dancing, recoils from the shot and buries her hands in her face, looking like she's crying from the hit. A hush falls over the bar except for the five or six biker bitches cackling and yelling. But she's not crying. No, sir, far from it. She pushes the hair back from her bloody face, eyes wide as saucers, and a smile a mile wide on her face. Oh, you fucked up now, bitch. In a skilled move, she scoops up a pool ball in each hand and swan dives right on top of all the biker bitches. She starts pounding the one who threw the glass that hit her right in the mouth. I believe it was the Eleven of Stripes, if I remember correctly. The bikers make a fatal mistake and move in to protect their women. And before they could get a finger on her, Dale made his presence known. Dale stands up, barstool falls over, bunch of quick footsteps. Nuh-uh, fuckface. Dale grabs one guy by the ponytail, shoves his head halfway through the old Winston cigarette machine. Another biker takes a swing at Dale. He ducks under it, comes up with an uppercut that lifts him four feet off the ground and down through a table. In a storm of hair and teeth, the mystery woman continues beating the biker bitches into submission while Dale keeps the other bikers at bay. Two of them rush Dale at once. He catches one lumbering punch and then breaks his elbow 90 degrees in the wrong direction. The other guy hits Dale in the jaw and is proud of himself for about a nanosecond. And then Dale grabs him in a headlock, drives the corner of his head into the corner of the pool table, and he drops like a sack of rocks. Crack! The last biker hits Dale with a pool cue right across his back, shattering the stick into pieces. He expected it to stop Dale, but nope. He just turns around slowly to see who did this to him. Dale grabs the biker's face, throws him backwards into the wall and connects a classic four-punch combination, left-right to the stomach and then left-right to the face, putting him to sleep in a slump on the floor. Thanks for your help. My pleasure. They look at the dozen fucked-up bikers in groaning disarray at their feet and notice the race fans and bartenders standing in shock at the bar. We better haul ass. Dale and his new lady friend duck out the back door and run to his stolen truck. They jump in and he hotwires it back to life. A couple of the bikers limp out the door after him. Oh shit, they're gonna try to follow us. Nah baby, I got this. Dale slams the truck in reverse and smashes into the row of motorcycles, crushing the ever-loving shit out of them all. Yeah, take that motherfuckers! Dale puts it in first and takes off. Chunks of Harley and gravel throwing out behind him. She leans halfway out the window, yelling at them some more. He instinctually holds her back in the truck by the back of her cutoffs. Eat shit, biker horse! Dale tears out of the parking lot, 
turns left into the night. He pulls her all the way back in the truck. Holy shit. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was, huh? Brenda, by the way. I'm Dale. Nice to meet you. Brenda gathers up her tangled hair into a ponytail with a scrunchie on her wrist. Well, Dale, if you can fuck half as good as you fight, we're about to have the night of our lives. Darling, I was about to say the exact same thing. As Dale turns onto the beach road back towards his trailer, Brenda dives headfirst into his lap. And while she unzips his pants, he notices that he never even took his shirt off. The next day at the crack of noon, Dale lays awake in his bed with a sleeping Brenda curled up next to him. They're both naked as jaybirds, covered in each other's dried sweat and blood. They fucked like unleashed beasts all night, slinging blood from their fight wounds all over each other, making Dale's bed look like a Jackson Pollock masterpiece. Neither Dale nor Brenda had ever felt so hot before. Their bloody hump fest seemingly opened a tantric pleasure portal through ancient sex magic. What I'm saying is, basically, Dale's dick hurts. Oh, my dick hurts. Brenda startles awake. Huh? What now? She sits up on the edge of the bed, very confused. God damn, what happened in here? All hell broke loose, baby. Brenda starts grabbing her clothes off the floor, tries to stand up, but her legs are as wobbly as a newborn calf, and she tumbles to the floor. Fucking hell, my cooter hurts. What did we do? I think we fucked each other plumb in half. Brenda thinks she knows the routine, so she scrambles to get her clothes on to leave. Yeah, well, uh, that was fun and all, but I'd better get out of here and shit. Oh, hey, 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 relax, girl. You ain't gotta go nowhere. You probably gotta get to work or something. <laughs> no, I'm already at work. Get back up in this bed with me. Now, Brenda's skeptical. She's accustomed to running away as fast as she can when facing the cruel, unforgiving light a day after fucking. Come on, get up here. Let's chill a little bit. Then we'll get cleaned up and eat something. And if you still want to haul ass, I'll give you a ride home later. She's still a little hesitant, but Dale smiles and pats the bed. She smiles and crawls back up into the bed with him. See, it's not so bad, is it? It's all right, I guess. It was better than all right, and they both knew it. They fit together like Legos. Oh, shit. Uh, open that drawer. I got a surprise for you. It better not be no dildo. My cooch ain't ready for more action just yet. No, nah, girl, no. Nah. My dildos are in a different drawer. She laughs and opens the drawer full of joints. Sweet baby Jesus. That's a lot of doobies. Yeah, light one up and bring that ass back on over here. I don't mind if I do. Our tortured lovers laid there in that bed, amidst their own filth, smoking joint after joint, doing something neither one had ever done before. They told each other the truth. Dale told Brenda all about Lacey and the baby and what he did to Luther. 
Brenda told Dale about how she was an original Hooters girl, and her proudest accomplishment was banging every member of the 1988 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He told her about his mom and dad and the nightmare that he grew up in. She told him about how she used to run coke for the cartel and spent a few years in prison. He tells her about how he gets in fights all the time and wrecks everything good in his life. She tells him about her busted breast implant and how she thinks the silicone in her system is killing her. And a weird thing happened. They didn't judge each other. They didn't get turned off by each other's dark secrets and ugly truths. Nope. Instead, they just laughed their asses off and got closer and closer to each other. Dale, you said you was already at work, right? What do you mean by that? Well, that's, uh, it's complicated. I get it. You're a criminal. Can't talk about it. No, no, no. That, that, that's not what I mean. Well, yes, I, I am a criminal technically, but it's more than that. Running drugs? Guns? Ooh, are you mafia? No, baby, nothing like that. I'm, I'm a good guy. Undercover cop? Are you a narc? You know you have to tell me if I ask. It's the law. No, 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 no. I'll explain it to you the way they explained it to me. The guy I work for, or I guess with, I guess, he, he does a lot of drugs and has visions. Visions of fucked up things happening in the future and how to stop it and change things. And, and then I do a lot of drugs and do whatever crazy shit he tells me to do. And, and hopefully, I don't know, that saves the world and shit. She sits up and looks him in the face. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, me neither, uh, really. But so far, it's been working, I think. So you're like some kind of superhero or something? Yeah, 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 or, or something. I... <laughs> well, I never fucked a superhero before. I mean, I blew a guy dressed like Batman at a Halloween party once, but that don't count, right? No, nah, baby, that doesn't count. I don't think it does. But I do have a cape around here somewhere. <laughs> oh, shit. I have not shown you the best part yet. Dale and Brenda stand in his bathroom looking at the medicine cabinet. Are you ready for this? What is it? The medicine cabinet creaks open. An angel's chorus approaches. Dale opens the medicine cabinet slowly and shows Brenda the mother load of prescription drugs. Holy fucking shit. Right? Right? Her eyes dart around at each bottle before her like a panicked air traffic controller looking at a screen full of planes. Wait, 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 wait. Are these real? Loots? You got fucking loots? Yeah, baby. Okay, okay. Find your cape, Batman. My cooch is ready. Let's do a bunch of these pills and do some fucking. And that's exactly what they did for days. Now, kid, I could stop this story right here, and that'd be a pretty good happy ending, right? I mean, not really. What about Dale saving the world and shit? Ah, uh, you know, maybe all that stuff is bullshit, you know? I mean, at this point, these two people, as fucked up as they are, they're falling in love. 
fucking like rabbits and they actually feel happy. Maybe we'd all be better off if we just let them rut like fools in that trailer on the beach. <laughs> no way, man. Dale's got serious work to do or we're all screwed. <laughs> well, I'm glad you see it that way, because Dale's going to have to make some seriously tough decisions real soon. Wake the fuck up, the cops are coming. What are you talking about? There's a fucking helicopter landing outside, holy fuck! We gotta eat all these pills. Dale looks out the window, sees the seer in Poonsack hopping out of the chopper on the beach. <laughs> Relax, baby. They're my friends. Only eat some of the pills. He runs out to meet them on the dunes. Oh, howdy, fellas. Welcome to my bungalow. You look very well, Dale. Staying out of trouble? You know me. Brenda steps out of the door, wearing nothing but Dale's shirt. Uh, I see you've been making friends. Yeah, that's Brenda. She's cool. Well, that remains to be seen. Are you ready to get back to work? Dale looks back at Brenda, smiles at her. Abso-fucking-lutely. The shirtless man will return after this brief message. The seer and Poonsack sit across from Dale and Brenda in the back of a limousine parked in Lot B of the Daytona Motor Speedway. Brenda pops gum in her mouth, looking out the tinted windows as droves of race fans make their way to the stands. Look, babe! They got funnel cake. Yeah, those are good. Those are real good. Hi, so, uh, William, what's the plan? Simply put, I need you to streak the racetrack on precisely lap 101. Poonsack hands Dale two tickets in an envelope. And uh, what happens if I don't? On lap 102, at turn three, the right front tire of the 97 car will fly into the stands. A dozen spectators will be critically injured and one will die. Tell me about the one who dies. Are you sure you want to know? I think that's how we should do things from now on. <sighs> She's a 12-year-old girl named Emily. She's here on vacation with her dad. He's a big racing fan and she hates it. Thinks it's too loud, waste of gas. But she's excited to visit the Kennedy Space Center tomorrow down in Cape Canaveral. And if you streak the track on precisely the 101st lap and stay out there long enough for officials to wave the red flag, you'll save her life. And if she lives, she'll go to NASA tomorrow and be inspired to become an astronaut. And then in 27 years, she will be the first person to give birth on the planet Mars. That's fucking crazy. Okay, good. I got it. I got it. Stop the race. Save Emily so she can have a Martian baby. Cool. Got it. What's the drug? It's a very special and very strong mix of methamphetamines, cocaine, and a Brazilian root called Zozonimbo. I gave you three capsules. Two for you and one for your lady friend. Pop them at exactly lap 95 and you should be good to go. Brenda claps her hands excitedly. 
Smooth. Let's do this. Dale and Brenda get out of the limo. But then he comes back and knocks on the window. Yes, Dale? I need some cash. I gotta buy my girl some funnel cake. The seer hands him a wad of twenties. Have fun. Remember, pills at lap 95 and on the track at lap 101. We are live in Daytona Beach, Florida at the legendary home of stock car racing, the Daytona Motor Speedway, on a perfect sunny day for the Freedom 400, brought to you by Solomon Aerospace. All eyes today are on Jodon Landry in the 97 car. The rookie phenom won the first two races of the season and is the favorite today, going for the hat trick to start the year. Our own Jessica Baker is live in the pits with Jodon. Thanks, Bob. Jodon Landry, what's been the secret of your success starting off this season with two straight wins? Well, if I told you, it wouldn't be a secret now, would it? <laughs> oh, heck, uh, Jessica, I think it's just been the hard work the crew putting together one hell of a race car. Uh, they bust their humps in the shop. I just go out there on race day and I pin my foot to the floor and I let the preparation H97 do all the hard work. Good luck out there today. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Back to you, Bob. It's almost time for the green flag. Let's go down to the infield for international superstar Larry the Cable Guy with our nation's national anthem. In the crowded infield, Brenda eats a funnel cake while Dale looks around for a weak spot to get to the track. This funnel cake is good as hell. Thank you, baby. And thank God damn it, they got fences and cops all over the place. I don't know how the fuck I'm going to make it to the track. Well, we got to get in that pit area. Well, how do we do that? Relax, baby. Brenda's got this in the bag. I am the queen of getting backstage passes. Brenda ties her shirt up in the back, shoves her tits together, and fluffs up her hair. But Dale... I might have to suck a dick or two. Is that okay? I promise it won't mean anything to me. And after all, we are saving a little girl's life and her future little Marsh baby. Honey, I ain't the jealous type anymore. You do what you got to do. We got plenty of mouthwash back at the trailer. Oh, ain't you sweet? Now, you go get us some beers and meet me by them porta potties in about 30 minutes. Twenty-five laps into the Freedom 400, and Joe Don Landry in the Preparation H97 is your leader. Freddie Fulton in the Tic Tac 38 runs in second, and last year's champion Barry O'Malley in the Febreze 55 is right on the leader's tail in third. Brenda makes her way through the crowd and approaches the entrance to Pit Row. She sees a security guard she recognizes and saunters right toward him. Holy shit! Jack, is that you? Oh, oh, damn. Uh, Brenda, uh, how the hell are you good looking? I'm good, you know, partying and whatnot. I haven't seen you since last summer at that Def Leppard show down at the beach. Boy, we had a great time that night, huh? Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> I think about that every day. Say, what do you say? You round me up a couple of pit passes and maybe we can do it again. I don't know, Brenda. They're kind of stingy with them things. Come on, Jackie. I know you can do it for me. She grabs his crotch and he shudders. I'll uh, make it worth your while. Oh, God, yes. Wait right here. I'll be right back. Good boy. Lap 42 of the Freedom 400. Our leader is still the dynamic rookie, Joe Don Landry, in the Preparation H97. Pulling ahead of the pack, Rick Fallis in the Extend 76 sits in second, and Dan Daniels in the Hellman's Mayonnaise 42 rides in third. Dale holds two beers by the long row of porta potties, looking through the crowd for Brenda. She runs right up to him. Looky what I got. Two VIP pit passes. Oh, good job, baby. And I didn't even have to put a dick in my mouth. He nutted as soon as I started pulling on his zipper. <laughs> well, whatever. Here's your beer, baby. Grassy ass, Mia Moore. She chugs it in one gulp and he does the same. Come on, girl. Show me how we get there. Joe Don Landry is running away with the Freedom 400 so far. 56 laps in, and the Preparation H97 is much faster than every car on the track. Eddie Anderson in the Planned Parenthood 35 is in second, and Raul Diego in the UNICEF 95 sits in third. Dale and Brenda walk hand in hand, trying to blend in the drastically different scene of the VIP pit area. The infield is a sweaty mass of drunken humanity, but the VIP area is swank and fancy, full of corporate sponsors and hot driver's wives and model girlfriends. Brenda grabs a couple of champagne flutes off a passing waiter's tray. Here, drink this, Dale. Dale downs the champagne and flips the glass over his shoulder, shattering on the ground behind him. Damn, baby! You're supposed to sip it and look fancy and shit like this! She sips her champagne with her pinky out. Bitch, this tastes like shit! She tosses her glass over her shoulder just like Dale did. Hey, look over there. Easy spot to get onto the track. Nobody's really watching. Let's just lay low here and wait. I wish we could take those pills now. Nah, baby, not till lap 95. The seer's a weird dude, but he really knows his drugs. That's cool. Whatever. I took some leads before we left the trailer. <laughs> you crazy bitch. I love you. Wait, what? Oops. Dale let that one slip. Uh, you know what I mean. Uh, you party hard. I love that. Don't be weird. She smiles and snuggles up on Dale's arm. You love me, you big pussy. Ninety-three laps in the books of the Freedom 400, and stop me if you've heard this one before, but your leader so far, and all day to this point, is the rookie sensation Joe Don Landry in the Preparation H97 car. 
Goober Gray in the NRA AR-15 car is closing the gap a little in second, followed by Nate Squirtle in the Church's Chicken 11 in third. The leaders are about to pit, so we'll see if anything changes real quick. As the cars start pulling into pit, Dale starts getting closer, pulling Brenda along with him. It's almost time, baby girl. They sneak up closer to the pit wall, lurking behind some fancy VIPs, and Dale accidentally bumps into a gorgeous woman. Oh, I'm sorry about that. She looks at them with disgust. Watch where you're going. He said sorry, you stuck-up cunt. Excuse me? You fucking heard me, bitch. Uh, baby, chill out. Fuck that shit, Dale. How did you people even get in here? Bitch, what do you mean you people? You mean Americans, you foreign slut? I'm going to get security. Go on and get them then, I don't give a fuck. You best get an ambulance too, bitch. Damn it, Brenda, we ain't got time for this shit. Chill the fuck out. Nah, Dale, that bitch gonna bleed today. Hey, don't forget, we're here to save Emily, the Martian baby, okay? Eyes on the prize, goddammit. Uh-huh, whatever. Lap 95, lap 95. Okay, it's showtime. Here we go. Dale opens the envelope, takes two capsules, and gives one to Brenda. Oh, baby, you know the key to my heart. Drugs. So, now what happens, Dale? Let's get closer to the wall. Our leaders have all pulled out of the pits with fresh tires and full tanks here at the Freedom 400. Race leader is still Joe Don Landry in the Preparation H97 car, maintaining his lead after a very fast performance by his crew in the pits. Joe Don said before the race that the key was his early success was the outstanding work by his crew, and so far he's been right on the money. As Joe Don crosses the start-finish line, we enter the 100th lap here at the Daytona Motor Speedway. Dale and Brenda sneak their way right up to the wall of Pit Row. Holy shit, Dale. You feeling that? Yeah. Yeah, it's starting to hit me. Damn, baby. It feels like my heart is going to jump right out of my tits. I wish we were fucking on this Zozo, whatever it's called. Maybe later, baby. Maybe later, okay? Look, I don't know what's about to happen, but try to get back to the trailer on the beach later if you can remember, okay? Will do. Good luck out there. Don't get killed and shit. Dale and Brenda start making out like they may never see each other again. That's them. That's the woman who threatens me. They stop kissing and see the angry woman pointing at them with two security guards by her side. Don't worry, Dale. I'll handle this. Brenda marches straight at them. What's up, bitch? You only brought two? Gonna take more than that to keep me from kicking your ass? The security guards swarm her, tackling Brenda to the ground. Dale bristles. His instinct is to protect her. Lap 101. Lap 101. Brenda squirts free and tosses both men like ragdolls in the air. Dale, go now! Dale nods at her rips his shirt off and jumps over the wall. Brenda admires her man running off onto the track. Look at that sexy motherfucker go! 
She remembers that she has unfinished business and turns to the angry woman who's more scared than angry now. Now, bitch, it's time to bleed. She tries to run away, but Brenda grabs her by the ponytail and drags her back. No dice, whore. Uh, evidently, Jessica has a report about some development on, on Pit Row. Jessica? Yeah, Bob, some fan has run out on Pit Row and is making his way towards the track. We're still under green flag action. This crazy shirtless idiot's gonna get himself killed. Dale zigzags on Pit Row, escaping race officials trying to stop him. Stop it, you crazy son of a bitch, you're gonna get killed. But they move like they're covered in molasses compared to the wild-eyed shirtless man. The drugs are hitting Dale like a freight train. The meth makes him move at lightning speed. The cocaine makes him unblinkingly hyper-aware of every little detail. And the mystical Zozo Nimbo alters his sense of time, slowing down everything around him. Dale escapes Pit Row, starts running across the dividing line towards the track. The crowd's reaction is mixed between gasp of horror at his impending death and fuck yeah, this is awesome. A very dangerous situation is brewing here at Daytona Motor Speedway as a shirtless man is running toward the track at turn three. Race officials are waving the yellow flag and crews are alerting drivers to avoid this idiot. Dale gets to the edge of the steep asphalt and starts scurrying up the track. Stop the race! Stop the race! But nobody can hear him over the loud engines and the roar of the crowd. Bill Baker in the Applejack 69 bears right down on Dale, and he avoids certain death by mere inches, dodging the car like a bullfighter. Bill spins out into the wall. Dale looks up and sees the red flag waving. Yes! Tony Maloney... In the Arby's Roast Beef 26 careens right at Dale. He cartwheels up the track and misses getting hit by a centimeter. Inside the Preparation H97, the crew chief comes on the radio. Joe Don, Joe Don, power down. Some asshole ran up on the track by turn three. Red flag, red flag. God damn it. This prick is ruining my perfect race. I'm going to hit the son of a bitch. Joe Don, power down. God damn it, power down. But Joe Don doesn't power down. He hits the gas instead, comes around turn two and sees Dale right in front of him. Absolute pandemonium is broken out here at lap 101 at Daytona Motor Speedway of the Freedom 400, sponsored by Solomon Aerospace. A clearly intoxicated shirtless idiot has ran out onto the track. A stay off drugs, kids. Dale sees the Preparation H97 car headed right for him at full speed. It starts to wobble. The right front tire flies off and the car starts to spin. Dale leaps straight up as Joe Don spins right at him. The car goes right underneath Dale's butt, barely nicking him. Dale lands on his feet and turns to watch the cursed right tire skipping down the track toward the stands. No! We hear the air brakes of the trucker's rig as he pulls into a truck stop. Uh, what the hell, man? What happened? Did he stop the race in time? Did the tire kill the little girl? Is she going to have the Martian baby? Why are you stopping? Relax, kid. I got to take a shit. God damn. 
tell you in a minute, all right? I'm a grown-ass man. I just want to walk and stretch my fucking legs. I've been talking for about a goddamn hour. Christ, I'm a cracker. 